Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have you here. Today we're talking all about the energetic side of running a business. I'm really pumped to talk about this because I just hosted the Expansion Pact, which was a five-day experience held over on my close friends on Instagram, paired with a daily YouTube video training ranging around 15 to 30 minutes. I was hoping to keep this in the five minute range, but then I realized, nope, it's actually not possible for me to talk about any business topic for under five minutes. So packed it full of value and did it for 15 minutes. And I got really excited to talk about the energetic side of business because I think that there's still a lot of us that really focus heavily on the strategy and we kind of forget that the stool actually has three legs. We have the strategy, we have the support, and then we have the energetics. And we truly need each of those in order to have a balanced and healthy business. So today we're diving into all things energetics. Before we get into today's topic, I want to wish you a very happy Monday. If you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, I actually just started posting my shark meme again over on Instagram. If you have been around for a while, you probably know Sharky. Um, I don't even know where this meme started from or how I started posting this, but essentially it is this photo of a shark that I created as a graphic. So it's like a little illustrated shark and it says, do sharks complain about Monday? No, they're up early, biting stuff, chasing shit, being scary, reminding everyone they're a fucking shark. So this is just your happy Monday and reminder to go out there, chase your goals, chase your dreams. They're your dreams for a reason. I keep pulling this card from one of my oracle decks and it says, recall your dreams. And that I think is just honestly so powerful because a lot of us, we really, we want big things and we talk ourselves out of them. We play it small. We think that, oh, that's not meant for us or I couldn't possibly make that happen. And I really think that the shark meme is a good reminder of, hey, you know what? The things that you want, they also want you. The things that you desire, those same things are also desiring you. You have those desires for a reason. So some updates. Alrighty, one-on-one mentorship. It's back. It's a thing. Um, clearly, I should not quit my job as a business mentor and become a, a singer anytime soon, but I'm so excited to be offering one-on-one mentorship for business owners again. It has been about a year since I've taken on any new one-on-one clients on an ongoing basis, and if you are looking to scale to consistent 10k months, looking to maybe even go full-time in your business, quitting your full-time day job, your 9-to-5 job, looking to create a sustainable business model that can actually help you create financial freedom, time freedom, and create the life and the reality that you want, 
this is for you. So you can join the waitlist. I'll put the link in the show notes. The only way that you'll know when one-on-one spots open up and get access to the application is by being on the waitlist. So if you are thinking that this is going to be right for you at any point in time, I would hop over on that waitlist. I have a very limited amount of availability. I'm only taking on two clients at a time. So once those two spots are full, I tend to have a really high retention rate as well. Once those spots open up, then I will send out another email letting everyone know that the applications are open again. So hop on that waitlist. Again, that'll be in the show notes. I have a lot of things going on in my life right now. I will update you soon, promise, but just know that there are big shifts, big changes happening. Not always in the way that I wanted them to happen, but we'll talk about this in today's episode, but sometimes we we can only see a fraction of the picture. I really like this example from one of the books that I read, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. If you haven't read that book yet and you struggle with money mindset, you're a business owner, or you're just a human in general, honestly, I think everybody should read this book. Again, it's called A Happy Pocket pocket full of money, they give this description of a pencil, and this pencil has a pair of eyeballs on it. (laughs) Bear with me. So this pencil has a pair of eyeballs, and this is speaking to what you can see. But the universe, the universe's pencil has eyeballs everywhere. The universe can see everything that's happening. So you on your pencil with your one set of eyeballs, you know, you can you can turn the pencil so that you can see a little bit more up, a little bit more down. But the universe has eyeballs all over the pencil. So it can really see how things are coming together, how things are going to play out. And oftentimes we don't see how things are going to come together because we just have that really limited point of view. So then when we get to this pencil with all of the eyeballs, then it's like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, that actually turned out better than I ever could have imagined. And it's trusting in that process. So that's kind of what I'm going through right now. Again, I'll share more in the future once I kind of process it a little bit more. I think that this is something that a lot of business owners struggle with is how much do I share with my audience? How vulnerable do I get? What things do I share? What things do I keep for myself? And my personal take on this is you're not obligated to share anything. Though the more that you do share, you know, in an appropriate way, it's not your audience's job to hold space for you. The more that you share, the more that you will connect with people, the more that you'll realize you're not alone, that other people are potentially struggling with the same thing. That really helps to build the know, like, and trust factor along with the factor of your audience feeling seen, heard, and loved and understood and giving people a place to land because they resonate with you and your stories. So that's just kind of my personal take on that. I'm a rather open book and I tend to share a lot. (laughs) So that's just kind of the way that I do things. All right, let's talk about today's topic. We've got three things that are holding you back in your business that have nothing to do with strategy. So again, we're talking all about the energetic side of running a business. This is everything that goes on behind the scenes. This is your thought patterns, your negative brain pathways, the way that you're programmed, conditioning. This is all the things that are really affecting the strategy in the first place. The strategy is born from the energetics. So where your energy is at the energy from which you run your business, that will determine what your strategy looks like. So the more work that you do on the back end and the more work that you do on yourself as the 
business owner, the better and more effective the strategy will be. I know it's like really easy and it feels sexy to focus on the strategy. This kind of goes back to like when I was a climbing coach and I knew how important mindset was. I was like, okay, this is like honestly got to be 99% of what determines how hard or how strong you can climb. And everybody just wanted to focus on physical training. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like I get it. It's fun to make those tangible gains. But unless you improve your mindset, unless you start to believe in your self-worth, unless you start to actually believe that you're worthy and deserving of climbing harder, unless you get over your fear of falling, your fear of failure, your fear of success, not much else is going to shift and change. You really can't do a lot. Like your, your mindset and the energy piece of it will always be the limiting factor. Like no matter how much work you do in the physical plane and on your physical body and on the strategy, like you just can't you can't surpass where your mindset is. Like it's, it will always be a cap. So this is just my plug for really working on the energy piece inside of things. So the first one that we're going to talk about, and if you are interested in learning more about scarcity mindset, I have an entire podcast episode about this. It's actually episode 100. I will link it in the show notes. I would highly recommend listening to this. It's how to shift out of scarcity mindset into abundance mindset. And I really think that abundance mindset is, it's not necessarily the goal or the end destination. It's kind of how do we continually challenge our thoughts and challenge the things that come up because most of us are stuck in scarcity mindset unfortunately this is just the way that we grew up the way that we were conditioned we were conditioned to to feel like things are hard to feel like we have to struggle to work really really hard and really long hours in order to make the things that we want to happen and it actually turns out that there's a different way of doing things and i know that that might be like wait what <laughs> but if you've been listening for a while you know that scarcity mindset has been something that I've talked about quite a bit. And from that, I've actually pulled three different and very specific ways that scarcity mindset will affect you as the business owner. And in turn, this affects your business negatively. So the first one, I mean, you knew I was going to say it. It's money mindset. Holy shit. Money mindset is huge. So there's so many common scarcity mindset beliefs around money thinking or hearing things like money doesn't grow on trees, people with a lot of money aren't good people, they're greedy, you have to work or struggle really hard for money, you have to sacrifice a lot to make money, you have to work really, really hard to get it, the more you work, the more money you make. If you have any of these beliefs, I mean, this could also be when I make money, it goes away quickly. Every time it's here, it just flows right through me and it's gone again. I'm working paycheck to paycheck or I just feel like I'm not, I'm not a good steward of my money. Feeling afraid of money, feeling anxiety around money. When this happens, the effect that you will feel in your business, your relationship with money is a direct reflection of your ability to receive support. So whether that is from employees, whether that is from your partner, your friends, your family, whether that is being able to receive more clients, more opportunities, or more money. So your relationship with money will directly reflect your ability to receive. If you have a hard time receiving help or support, this is going to negatively show up in the amount of money that you are making inside of your business. 
money mindset, man. Woo, this is a this is honestly, I think for a lot of business owners, something that is going to continually take returning back and doing work around this. As you grow and you scale your business, new beliefs are going to pop up and your brain is going to create new stories around what is and what isn't possible. Once you start to show yourself that you can really push the paradigm and push push into new levels, your brain is going to be like, but wait, is this sustainable? Did you just get lucky? Is this just a fluke? And you get to continually return back to this money mindset work and keep reminding yourself that you know what? I don't actually get to decide what's possible for me. Like that that in and of itself, I think is a big mistake that a lot of us make is we try to like we put more limits on ourselves than anyone else ever will. And the universe has big big plans for us. Like if you're listening to this, you have a huge mission here. Like you just do. And for you to say, you know what, I only think that this is possible for me. It's kind of like slapping the universe in the face because the universe is, you know, it's, it's got its pencil with all of its eyeballs and it's like, wait, what? Like you're capable of so much more than you're, than you're even seeing. Like we're only seeing a fraction of it. So with money mindset, if you struggle with this, if you struggle with scarcity mindset around money, things that you're probably going to experience are anxiety around your pricing, charging for your services, feeling like guilty or shameful around receiving money for what it is that you do. You might feel resistance to raising your prices or... I mean, honestly, this is going to create that burnout and that resentment cycle. Like if you have a hard time raising your prices, then you're going to feel like at a certain point when you've upped your skill set and your skill level, like as you continue to work with clients, you are becoming better and better at what you do. Therefore, you are accelerating the process for them. You are literally speeding up the amount of time that it takes them to get from point A to point Z. I think on back when I was just starting out as a business mentor and what might have taken me through three months back then, it now takes me two weeks. It is a vast difference in the ability that I have to get my clients results. And because of that, I have increased my prices in order to reflect my skill set improving and growing. So if I wouldn't have done that, if I still would be at my same price point, like it just wouldn't feel good for me. I wouldn't show up. It would it would affect the client negatively because they, they would feel that energy of me not showing up in my full power. They'd probably cancel or try to reschedule a lot of sessions. It's just not good for anybody to keep your price point where you're not showing up in your power. So you need to be showing up 150, 110%, like all of you every single time. And that's when you know your price point is correct. So you might always be waiting for the other shoe to drop or feeling like you just got lucky in your business. Like you just nailed the marketing one time or, you know, one post person reposted your stories and you just got lucky. You got a bunch of new followers. You got a, on a podcast interview. A ton of people learned about you. And you're just thinking that it's all luck that you didn't actually create these opportunities. Of course, that's going to play into your confidence as a business owner. It's not going to really make you feel inspired to put yourself out there again in a big way. You might be afraid to invest in yourself, in mentors, or hiring support via employees. You might be afraid to invest in yourself because maybe you've invested before and you didn't necessarily get the results that you wanted. Therefore, it started to break down the trust in yourself. You decided to do this thing and then all of a sudden it turned out not to be what you wanted or what you needed. And then you're making yourself wrong from it instead of trying to learn the lessons. Was this just not the correct mentor for me? Was this just not what I needed? 
needed in the moment? Should I have spoken up? Should I have asked for more? Should I have asked what else that I can do to implement? Did you not actually give yourself the time to implement the material? This is such a big one. I mean, I cannot tell you the amount and number of clients that come to me and say that building and growing their business is their top priority. But then when it comes down to it, doing the things to get outside of their comfort zone to actually grow the business doesn't take precedence. It doesn't take priority. So getting really honest with yourself and asking, you know what, if I have fear around investing, is it because I actually don't trust myself to do the work? Is it because I don't trust myself to implement and to get the results no matter how much support or accountability that I have? And sometimes it just takes finding the right person, finding the right methodology to where you can really customize it, make it your own, and find something that feels really sustainable. It's really not ever about the mentor at all. I mean, of course there are, you know, mentors out there that probably shouldn't be doing what they're doing, but it is really more of a reflection on your ability to trust yourself in your decision makings. I mean, I tr I truly think that I do not make incorrect decisions. I just make decisions. I have, of course, a moral compass, you know, where we're staying within those parameters, but I believe that every decision that I make is ultimately getting me closer to what it is that I want. Sometimes I make a decision and I realize, okay, certainly not what I wanted. Okay, let's, let's go back to the drawing board, but I don't ever feel like I'm taking steps backwards. I am always moving closer to where I want to go. Sometimes the choices and decisions that I make, they take me the longer route. And you know what? That's okay. That's part of this process. Other ways scarcity mindset is going to show up in your business is going to look like either an anxious or possibly avoidant attachment with money. If you know anything about attachment theory, this can also be applied to money. Of course, you can also have a secure attachment to money, but most of the clients that I've worked with, including myself, we're we're not quite there. That's, that's a big part of our path as business owners is to do this development work around money and start to shift into abundance mindset. So this anxious attachment with money, it looks like always looking at the numbers, always looking at your bank account, just always being concerned with when is the next one, when is the next payment, next client going to come in. So just really feeling a lot of anxiety around money. If you have that avoidant attachment, it might look like never looking at your bank account or just completely trying to act like it's not a thing whatsoever. So kind of, you know, doing some self-reflection work and, and asking, how do I feel about money? What is my relationship with money right now? Because money is energy. Money wants to go where it can flow. Money wants to feel safe. It wants to feel loved. It wants to feel desired. And once you realize you are merely a vessel, a container, a safe space for that money, that's when things are going to shift and change. You are not meant to hoard the money. Money does not want to be hoarded. It wants to flow through you and be redistributed, whether that is through travel, whether that is through hiring people, whether that's through investing back into the business, paying off debt, paying off loans. There are so many different ways that we can spend money. And I actually went over this inside the expansion pact in day one is why do you want money? Where is the money going to go once you make it? Because if you have that plan, if you have a reason behind wanting the money, and of course, you know, you could want money to save up for a house, for a car, but again, money doesn't want to be hoarded. Where are you going to be redistributing this money back into the economy? Where are you opening up the flow of money so that it can continue on its way? That is where you really start to get to believe in the abundance of money. There truly is enough for everybody. I mean, think of all the billionaires out there. If that doesn't tell you there's enough money for everyone, I, I don't 
don't know what will, but there is so much abundance out there available to us and we're really only allowing ourselves to see a fraction of it. If you have stories in your mind like, I have to work hard for money or money is hard to make, I have to sacrifice a lot for it, this is where you'll start to notice that you are self-sabotaging when things are going well because subconsciously you're thinking, oh, this has, this should be harder. This should be something that I struggle more with. Things are going way too well right now, so I'm just gonna like shake it up and get, get anxious and start to, start to introduce drama or other negative stories like, oh, my business isn't growing. Things aren't working. I'm plateaued. Nobody wants to work with me. My engagement is down. People are interacting. They've, they're bored of me. Starting to see where these stories are popping up for you. So if you do struggle with this, I want you to ask yourself, what would being in partnership with money look and feel like for you? What if, just for a moment, just for a second, you believe that money wants you just as much as you want it? What would that look like? How would you feel in your body? What would the changes be in the way that you're running your business? Would you hustle as hard as you are? Would you show up even when you don't feel like it? Probably not. You'd probably give yourself grace, time, and compassion. What if you could lean into fully trusting that no matter what, you would be supported? Chances are that if you're listening to this, there hasn't really been a time in your life where you haven't been supported at least a little bit. And each one of those times, maybe it was a struggle, maybe you were living paycheck to paycheck, I mean, that's my story, that taught me so much. If I wouldn't have gone through that experience, I certainly would not be who I am or where I'm at today. Absolutely not. What would you allow yourself to do differently if you were in partnership with money? What would you release? It's rare that we have to add things to what we're doing and much more common instead for us to start to release, which actually leads us into number two. So number two, this is a big one, and I know I've recorded a lot of podcast episodes around brain rewiring and relationships, but I think where a lot of us get stuck, especially, I know there are a lot of women that listen to this show, we get stuck in relationships that are not serving us, relationships that are not a vibrational or frequency match for us. We play small, we think, I couldn't possibly do any better than this, and we keep our pencil with just one eyeball instead of adding more eyeballs to the pencil. And when it comes to relationships, it's all about the vibrational frequency match. Are you at the same place vibrationally as your partner. This can be a romantic partner, it can be a friend, it can be a family member, it could be your clients, it could be your mentors, it could literally be anyone. Most importantly, we need to look at the relationship that we have with ourselves. Am I living in alignment with my truest and my deepest desires? Am I living in alignment with what I know is possible for me? Or am I just sitting back and hoping that these things will happen? Am I not taking the aligned and the inspired action? So if there's any part of you that feels like you're settling, any little part at all, of course there's a lot of conversations and communications that we can have surrounding this, but I think at a certain point in time, you know. You know when you're settling, you know when you're playing it too small, and you know that there is other opportunities out there that are trying to find you that are being blocked 
by your continuation of these relationships. So the effects that you're going to feel in your business if you have scarcity mindset around relationships. So relationships will mirror how you view yourself and how much self-worth you currently possess. So the more self-worth that you have, the more that you believe in yourself, that you believe that you deserve to be happy, that you're worthy and deserving of it all, the better quality relationships you will have in your life. If you believe that you deserve the world, you believe that you deserve to have it all and be loved in the way that you know you could be loved, this is where it's really helpful to get clear on what it is that you want. If you don't know what you want or desire, the universe is just going to put different options in front of you and be like, well, do they like this thing? I mean, I can't really tell. And then if you settle... The universe is like, all right, I guess, I guess they're good there. I was actually talking to my mentor inside the mastermind that I'm in the last week, and she gave such a good analogy. She was like, so many of us are on the sixth floor, and our true relationship, like our true frequency match, is on the penthouse. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like the sixth floor, I get it. Like, maybe I could go up to the seventh floor. And she's like, why would you go up to the seventh floor? Just go all the way up to the penthouse. Like, you don't need to stop. You don't need to stop at every single level and test it out. If you know your vibrational matches up there, you don't need to take the long route. You don't need to self-sabotage and continue putting yourself in these relationships that you know are not a vibrational match for you. So what you'll experience because of this might be things like not working with dream clients. Again, you're settling for clients. You feel like you kind of just have to work with anybody that comes your way, even though they might have red flags or they're not the quite right fit. You're afraid to refer people out because, again, you're trying to grab everybody that comes your way. I actually got an email this morning from somebody looking for mindset training and climbing. And, you know, part of me is like, ooh, I want to help. But I'm like, I don't do that anymore. I am so happy to refer this person out to somebody that's an expert in this so that I can focus all of my energy on what it is that I love doing, my mission and my purpose right now. You might experience this through being overly available to your clients, trying to essentially prove your worth. But through this, you're potentially creating codependent relationships with your clients. And I think that this is actually really important to look at inside of our relationships. Where am I codependent on this partnership? Again, that that could be anything. Family, friends. I think that codependency, it's its very, very much different than support, than being a frequency and a vibrational match for somebody. It's understanding where am I trying to be loved through proving that I'm worthy, that I'm smart enough, that I do enough. Where is that based in external validation instead of validating yourself first? So if you are feeling like you're not really super psyched on the clients inside your business, you're not really attracting in the exact dream clients that you know you could, it's time to look at the relationships in your life and start to notice, where am I settling? Where am I stuck in scarcity mindset? Because I just, I don't have more eyeballs on my pencil. I just can't possibly see that there are more opportunities and more people out there. Because if you truly believed at your core There were so many people, there were an entire pool of people that's ever growing and ever expanding that cannot wait to work with you. How would you run things differently? 
I mean, it'd probably be a huge shift, a huge change in the way that you market, the way that you talk about things, the amount of confidence that you have while talking about your offers. This is such a big one for business owners. When you start to truly believe that people want to hear from you, that they are so excited to learn from you, that you provide so much value for them, a lot of things shift and change. When you start to believe in your own worth as a coach or a service provider, that's when things start to shift. Your energy will show through. Your audience will feel that energy. They will start to understand and see the self-worth that you have. And that is what will draw them in. That is what will create your magnetism. We're all looking, we're all searching for just a little bit more self-worth. And I truly believe that this can be a positive effect on other people. So the more self-worth you have that radiates out into your audience and people can really feel that. And then all of a sudden they start to feel empowered to step into their self-worth. They feel empowered to set boundaries. They feel empowered to say no. They feel empowered to say yes. They feel empowered to take messy action, to mess up, to fail, which will ultimately lead to their success. I mean, I really do think that each failure is actually a success. It might not look like that on the surface level, but when you dig down a little bit deeper, I bet there are lots of lessons and lots of things in there. This is why I think self-reflection is such a powerful tool because you might not be able to see or feel it in the moment. You might not be able to see how this is happening for you. You might feel like, wow, this is really happening to me. Like, what? why the suck fest? But when you do that work a couple of years later, sometimes you can start to see, oh, okay, that actually happened because this needed to happen after that and then this happened and it wouldn't have happened that way unless that thing happened in the first place. I am so excited to tell you all about one of my new favorite products. And as an added bonus, you use it on your face. I have been looking for a face wash. I feel like, swear to God, it's been since I was a teenager. I remember when I was younger, I used to really love the body shop and all of the face products that I was using for there, they really dried my skin out. I couldn't quite find one that was a good match for my skin. And then I just gave up altogether. I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm just not gonna use it then because <laughs> I just didn't, it wasn't working. It was actually making my skin worse. Okay, now I'm 30 and I, I feel like I should have a face routine. This is something that not only is going to bring me joy, be part of my bedtime routine, but I really wanted to start taking better care of my skin. So I started on the search for a new face wash. Seems rather simple, right? But it actually took me down a rabbit hole. I tried a ton of different products, different clean, I'll put that in quotes because we know sometimes clean doesn't always mean clean ingredients. That's a pretty broad word that the uh, skincare industry is able to use. And I still, I still didn't find one that I loved. It took me months before I stumbled across Clear Stem. Their mission is to create clear skin from the inside out. If you have acne prone skin, if you have dry skin, they make products for you. I'm so excited that I found their gentle, clean, calming wash. This sincerely has changed my life. 
This smells so good. It leaves my face feeling clean, but not too clean to where it has dramatically over dried my skin. Did you know that if you have overly dry skin that can actually lead to breakouts? I had no idea. So when I started using the Gentle Clean Face Wash, I read the instructions on the back and I realized, oh my God, I've been washing my face wrong my entire life. I've been using way too hot of water and this has just been such a game changer. The Gentle Clean Face Wash can also remove makeup, which is a massive plus in my book because let's face it, I don't need a 45 minute nighttime routine where I am taking off my makeup, doing all of these things. I really just need something that does it all in one. I cannot recommend this face wash enough. I absolutely love it and the ingredients are non-pore clogging. You would be surprised how many anti-acne and anti-aging products out there actually use pore clogging ingredients. What I really love about ClearStem is you can actually go to their website and you can search ingredients and see if they are pore clogging or not. I did that with a ton of my makeup that I've been using and let's just say I'm definitely gonna be switching in the near future. Now I just need ClearStem to come out with a makeup line and I am good to go. I am such a fan of everything that they do. The founders are women, so it's a women-owned business and I adore spending my money with women-owned businesses. If you are curious and want to try out ClearStem products for yourself, I have tried every one of their products. I own them all and this is the only, the only skincare company that I use and trust. I know that they're not going to make me break out. My skin looks amazing. This is the best skin that I've ever had and I'm 30. If you are curious and want to try out their products, you can use my code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 10% off at checkout. All you have to do is go to ClearStem Skincare dot com search any of their products again i am really really loving the gentle clean cleanser i am seriously in love with this stuff you can also use it as a body wash and use that code chelsea for 10 percent off your order and lastly we're moving on to number three all right are you ready for this your need to control is based and rooted in scarcity mindset if you released control and started to lean into surrender and trust, what would that look like for you? Maybe it causes you a little panic or anxiety. Maybe it looks like, well, I just don't know what would happen. A little fear of the future. This comes back to you're not supposed to know the next step. That's kind of the point of life. I mean, we spend so much time thinking about what if, what if this happens, what if it goes this way? It's that worst case scenario. That's the point of being a human being. Think of how literally boring everything would be if it were already predetermined and already figured out. I think that's why so many people, including myself, have an issue with this concept of a predestined or predetermined life path. There's absolutely this component of free will. I absolutely believe that there's an end destination, that each of us does have a purpose, but we get to make the decisions along the path, and sometimes those decisions take us the long route. Sometimes we get to take the shortcut, but we're all working towards the things that we want. It just depends. Do we want to make this take longer? Do we want to add obstacles and barriers in our way 
I'm kind of thinking of like the road or that song to grandmother's house we go and like some people might pave their way with like a nice cute little bridge and then other people are like nah I'm gonna take the uh 17 mile path through the forbidden forest and I'm gonna put a bunch of like scary animals that I need to defeat in my way <laughs> and like just making it take way longer than it needs to and that is what trying to hold on to control looks like it actually makes things take longer it makes things it makes us feel like we have a little bit of control, but in reality, we do not have control. That is an illusion. And the more that we try to hold on to that, the more that it feels like we're trying to hold and we're trying to grip sand. You know, the harder that you grip sand, the more it spills out from your hands. But when you give it, when you just cup your hands and you allow the sand to sit there, you don't lose many grains. When in your life can you think of when you tried so, so hard, you tried so hard to avoid a certain outcome and it ended up happening anyway. It was outside of your control. I truly believe that if things are meant to happen, they're going to happen no matter how much you do or don't want them. And oftentimes, I hate to say it, but the more that you are trying to avoid a certain outcome, the more that you are actually attracting that into you, the more that you are energizing that as an outcome. So ways that this might show up for you inside your business, it could be believing that you are your business and feeling responsible for it at the same time. I've talked about this a bit, but you are not your business. You are two separate entities. Your business is an extension of spirit, an extension of source that wants to come through you in order to exist into the world. You are a vessel. You are the, the middle woman for that business, but you are not the business. It's a reflection and extension of you, but you are not one in the same. If you feel really responsible for your client's results, you're trying to control and micromanage everything, all you can do is you can show up. You can give them the tools, you can offer the support, but at the end of the day, it's on your clients to do the work. And I know you know that, but when you're trying to micromanage things, you're trying to make sure, you're trying to manage the experience that they have. You're trying to, instead of meeting them where they're at, you're trying to get them to where you expect or want them to be. You might see this as not going for it because you don't know what it's going to look like. It makes taking messy action really, really hard. It's trying to wait until things are perfect. It's trying to know all of the options, getting stuck in analysis paralysis before moving forward instead of just jumping in. Instead of just saying, I trust myself, I trust the universe. It's going to work out. It's going to shake out how it needs to. Not always how I want it to, but how it needs to shake out. This could also look like not listening to your intuition or the nudges. Again, this is taking the long route. When your intuition is like, do this thing, and you're like, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense. I'm not going to do that thing. I'm not going to quit my job and start my business. I'm not going to hire a business mentor because I just don't know what the results could be. I'm going to stay in this job that I really don't like. That's what not listening to your intuition feels like. That's taking the long route. Because how long are you going to stay in that job until you realize that your soul is dying? Until you realize you literally can't do it anymore? I tried for six years. Six years to try to fit in the nine to five box. Every single job that I had, no matter how awesome the job was, I couldn't do it. I felt like my soul, like every single time, I felt like it was chipping away at a little piece of my soul. And I knew that if I stayed in that path, I knew my soul was going to die. 
Like that sounds maybe a little bit dramatic, but I was so far out of alignment with what I was doing. I needed that big wake up call. I needed to have that experience of crying before every shift that I had in my nine to five job, just hating it so much, just hating the fact that I was wasting my potential. I needed to have that experience in order to wake up to the fact that I needed to do something different in order to elicit a different change and a different response. What if things could turn out so much better than you ever imagined? What if? What if? Remember, the universe can see everything. It's got all the eyeballs on the pencil. Is it always easy to surrender and to lean into that trust? I don't think so. I think release sometimes can feel extremely difficult, but what's even more difficult is trying to hold on trying to hold on to something that's not a vibrational match, whether that is that job that's sucking your soul dry, that relationship that you know isn't quite right, whether it's trying to stay in a niche or a market that you're not really excited about, that is often much, much harder than just releasing. And when you realize that it's time to release, you don't even need to take action on it right away. I think often we are so afraid of facing the truth because then that means we have to do something about it. And eventually you will, but give yourself that permission to just get honest, come face to face with whatever it is, and you don't have to deal with it right now. Just get honest with yourself first. One of my favorite sayings is, and this really allows me to drop deeper into this trust, deeper into the surrender, if not this, something better. Always. Every time that you hear a no, every time that you feel rejected, this is protecting you. This is redirecting you down a different path, down a different route, because that's truly what is the best for you in that moment. If not this, something better. Always. Always trusting in that. If it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. It's because something better is in store for you. So I have a card pull for today, and I mean, honestly, I knew why. <laughs> it's so funny. This deck was like whisper yelling at me to use it, and... I'm such a big fan of this deck. It's the Goddess Power Oracle deck, and every time I use it, I'm reminded of the Greek mythology class that I took in college. That was one of my favorite classes. It was so great. All, all we did was read Greek mythology, which I've been super interested in since I've been really young. It's always been something that's really called to me, and I know exactly why I was meant to use this deck, because the card that I pulled really goes along with the theme of what we're talking about today. So the card that I pulled is Saradwen. And it says potential. She's card number nine. And her message for you is an empowerment message. Her message says, You are a child of infinite potential. And the Celtic goddess Saradwen is here to remind you of the power that resides in the womb of your heart and the chalice of your mind. Everything you need is coming together right now. As if your life's reflection were shining brightly in a golden liquid in Saradwen's magical transformative cauldron. Imagine greatness, and there will be greatness. Envision peace, and there will be peace. Choose love, choose gratitude, and choose faith in the divine magic that flows through you. These are the only ingredients needed for the goddess Saradwen to work her transformation magic on your behalf. Regardless of the limitations imposed on your world by fate, culture, and conditioning, your true destiny is coalescing on your behalf. You can be anything you imagine. Remember this dream and trust that everything you need exists to make that dream a reality. This is the promise of the goddess Saradwin. I mean, come on. How much more perfect could you get? It's trusting. It's surrendering. It's understanding 
that once you start to shift fully into abundance mindset, that is when you get to start partnering and co-creating with the universe. And at that point, you can create literally anything. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tag me on Instagram. Take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me. I'm at Expand with Chelsea. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have a friend or a business owner that you think would really love this episode, please send it to them with a little love note. Let them know what you think they'll enjoy from the episode. If you haven't yet left a rating and review, I would really appreciate you taking just a couple of minutes to leave one. It's super easy. Really helps me help other people find the show as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next episode.